1: This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Well, here we are the last few days of June already and the numbers. What do they tell us so far?
2: Well, you know, the numbers, uh, this is the month that we've been waiting for to compare apples to apples. Last June was a bounce-back month for the market after the COVID break. And, you know, all of the other months leading up to this have been, we've been comparing apples to oranges because they were so bad last year. And this is the month that the market seemed to bounce back. And that's what we're seeing right now is, you know, our pace to end June, we're going to be up about 37% if the last few days keep up with, uh, you know, the previous uh, 25 days or so of the month. And uh, we'll probably end up just over 2,000 sales for York Region. How did we do last June? We had 1,463 sales. So again, that puts us on pace for an increase of 37%, which is not too bad considering, you know, we're talking about increases of 3 and 400% over the last couple of months.
1: And is that bounce back across York Region?
2: it is and you know what we're seeing again uh, there's some areas that have been a lot slower than uh, than the previous month but there's a lot of areas like if you're comparing markham and if you're comparing uh, you know the, uh, the the other big areas like vaughan you're going to see that they're relatively the same so when you're, when you're talking about the increases that we've seen over the last few months, it will appear to be a lot slower in those areas than it is in some of the other ones. Uh, a lot of the other areas have already shown increases and we're, and we're not even through the entire month yet, but they've already surpassed last year June's numbers. So, Aurora, East Willenbury, you know, they've already passed the numbers that we had last June, uh, even Newmarket. So Now that we're starting to see the market level out or balance out and and be able to be compared to last year's sales, we're going to start to see things, you know, be pretty much at par with last year.
1: Now, you talked about a 37% increase in sales, but what about the price of purchasing a home? Whether we're talking about a condo, a detached, a semi or a townhouse, what does that price tag look like?
2: Definitely, the the prices have gone up a lot in York Region over last year, and most places are, you know, about a two hundred thousand to three hundred thousand dollar increase in average price uh, for the year, and that's a significant increase. Uh, you know, there's some some places like Georgina, which is probably the most affordable in York Region right now. They're also pushing the eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar uh, average price point. And that's a significant increase. And, and why did that happen? It's because, one, we don't have a lot of inventory for detached homes on larger lots, and that's what's selling. So that's driving the average price up, and it's continuing to drive the average price up. But let's take a look at inventory, Tina. Right now, we have about 2,500 active listings in York Region. And last year at this time, we had over 3,000, and that, you know, the, the 3,200 compared to 2,500, that's a 700-unit decrease. Sales are up, so that's driving, uh, you know, demand, and, and supply is very limited this year, even compared to last year.
1: Are interest rates also playing a role in terms of driving that increase?
2: They sure are, and interest rates, uh, you know, they continue to be low. People continue to be able to get mortgages at uh, 2%, sometimes even just under 2%, and that will help the consumer when they're looking at purchasing or continuing to rent. You know, they're making that decision to say, hey, I can get into this property with a down payment and pay less than rent sometimes. So that certainly is contributing to the numbers and and the sales, and uh, it doesn't look like interest rates are going to go down at all over the next two or three years.
1: And what's your advice for those who are thinking of either buying or selling as we head into July and August?
2: Well, certainly it's a seller's market. It has been for over a year now, and if you're looking to sell, this is the time that you want to get your home on the market because there's not a lot of inventory. You want to jump on when there's not a lot of competition because, All of the eyes of the buyers are going to be on there. Only 2,500 active units for sale in York Region. That's, you know, there's more real estate agents in York Region than 2,500. So (laughs) you're starting to see inventory hit really low numbers. And if we're selling about 2,000 homes a month, we only have a month of inventory. As a buyer, you want to be able to jump on properties as they come up. You don't have time to go out and get pre-qualified after or get qualified after you see the home that you love. You want to be ready to go because, you know, time's ticking. And if these houses are coming up and being scooped up, you're going to start running out of places that you may be interested in and you may be forced to stay where you are for another year or so or even rent for a couple of years.
1: Well, after the break, is the Canadian rental market in recovery? That's coming up. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: On the Market is Back, I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host Asif Khan is next from REMAX Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Ben Myers, President of Bullpen Research and Consulting. Ben, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. Ben, we're we're hearing that the rental market in Canada is starting to bounce back and it grew by 2% in May. Tell us a little bit about your findings during the uh, research you conducted
3: yeah, it was interesting. In in the, in the previous couple months, we continued to see the national rent uh, decline, but, you know, when you looked at it on the provincial level, we're starting to see rents improve on the provincial level. So it's really just a kind of a compositional issue that was, uh, was occurring. You were actually getting less listings on Rentals.ca in Ontario in comparison to some of the other provinces. So it was pulling the national average down, but... Uh, um, you know, as, uh, as the main numbers uh, kind of came together, um, that, uh, that wasn't the, the same case again and, and, and went up. So uh, clearly there is additional demand uh, really across the board uh, in, uh, in several of the provinces, several of the major cities, and, and, and across all the, uh, uh, all the property types.
1: Okay, so Ben, could you take us a bit across the country in terms of those major cities? What does it look like?
3: Yeah, I think Vancouver bounced back the most. I think we were at uh, an increase of six point four percent for month over month increase in Vancouver for uh, you know condo and rental apartments. So it was just a you know an absolutely you know huge jump in that marketplace. And, and certainly anecdotally, you're hearing that the market is is kind of roaring back a little bit uh, quicker there than anywhere else in uh, in the country so if you have you know you know if you move all the way over to uh, to Toronto which you know obviously most of your your listeners will be uh, will be interested in I think things went up 1.7 percent 1.6 percent month over month right so still a fairly uh, a fairly big monthly increase and just shows that uh, you know I think tenants are starting to kind of try to time the bottom of the market uh you know they're seeing the the vaccine rollout uh you know really taken off over the last you know month and a half um and uh and, you know just following you know some of the u.s uh, u.s numbers and u.s you know reopenings i mean they've got 20,000 fans at hockey and basketball games they've got people returning to offices and in, in major cities they have several uh you know, rental apartment, uh, you know, developers uh, indicating extremely strong growth and, and things are filling up faster than they had anticipated. So, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, I think we're probably maybe two, three months behind uh, th- those markets. We might we might start to see a, a pretty big acceleration in rent in the fall of this year.
2: And with everything going back to normal or how the normal used to be, uh, we're starting to see schools announce that they'll be open in the fall for post-secondary education and, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, there's a huge student population that seems to be heading back and securing properties for them to rent for the upcoming school year. How much of that plays a role in the market rent increasing and also the return of short-term rentals?
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously, students and, and tourism are huge for, you know, for the rental market, you know. you got to think of how many students decided to stay home in the spring semester and just, uh, you know, just to hear the virtual learning from home and, and, and save the money on, on uh, uh, you know, on their, their dorm room or their rental apartment or wherever else they were staying, especially with really nothing open and, you know, a stay-at-home order. So, you really shouldn't have been going out and, and meeting friends to study up anyways, right? So um, that will be a huge factor. People coming in from all over, you know, certainly we're talking about Toronto, uh, all over the, the the province to go to York and to go to Ryerson and go to U of T and go to George Brown. Uh, and, and all those areas around those universities are going to fill up pretty quickly, and, and you'll start to see rents really jump back up. Uh, yeah, and, and, and as soon as the borders open up, that's going to be just an enormous change in terms of, you know, you know movies starting to shoot again, and I, I think there was a movie shooting over by, <laughs> by my house today, so it might have already started, and people taking up these short-term rentals. Uh, uh, I know that the Airbnb and, and other uh, of the sorts have uh, kind of been, um, I don't how to say uh, what's the proper word, but, uh, you know, there's the greater legislation around them, so maybe we don't see as many of those, uh, you know, taking up long-term rental supply. But certainly there'll be more longer-term, uh, longer-term, short-term rentals if that makes sense. You know, the three and, and six months rentals, um, and 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 yeah, I certainly anticipate that there's probably thousands and thousands of people that are already working for Canadian companies uh, that are they're just uh, chomping at the bit to to move here and and start their you know their new lives in in Canada. So I think uh, I think we're gonna start. We will see a return to you know to pre-COVID. Uh, you know, population growth, which in Ontario was, you know, almost setting records, you know, 240,000, 250,000 net population growth in a single year, which was almost double the, you know, the, 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 the rate between, you know, uh, 2010 and 2015. So um, I, I fully expect a, a uh, you know, a very strong fall market. And I've been telling my clients to expect potentially 12 to 14 percent rent growth in 2022 in the greater Toronto area.
1: Wow! Now, a few months ago, uh, we heard stories of landlords offering incentives to attract tenants. Are those days then gone? <laughs> well,
3: they're still out there. They're still out there, and certainly for the more expensive stuff. So, um, you know, on the on the lower end of the, the, the spectrum, um, those are those are, you're seeing. You know, more growth at the the lower end, and then you're seeing more growth for you know single family and larger units. Right, because people are working from home and educating from home, so they wanted some some larger larger suites. But some of that small suite in luxury buildings, they were kind of where the, the you know the, the most declines were happening. So some of the, you know, um, you know, super tall downtown condo projects were seeing big rent declines. And then some of the new purpose built rental projects that were occupying were having some trouble getting tenants. So they started to offer, you know, a month or two months of, of free rent, you know. Um, uh, gift cards and all, all kinds of interesting incentives to uh to get them in, so uh I expect that will slowly um uh, start to dissipate but uh you know I, I think it 's probably a good time if you're if you're looking to to rent in a high quality building and you have a, a more generous budget, you can get some pretty nice incentives if you uh, if you if you sort them out
2: and then looking at the larger units that 's shown a huge increase eighteen percent. And uh, what we're seeing, you know, even in those larger units, is we're getting bidding wars. We're having tenants that have great credit and great job history, and they're being beat out by people that have even better credit and better job history. Are you seeing that trend continue over the next little while? Well, I mean
3: that that one's always very difficult to tell, right? Because you know we have uh, you know we have. Uh, a situation where low interest rates and high demand has really impacted the ownership housing market. You know, basically everyone has, has uh, you know, over this COVID period has started to rethink their housing situation, right? And, and uh, decided, is this the right uh, market I want to be in? Is this the right house I want to be in? Is this the right size? And there's been, you know, certainly a lot of shifting back and forth. So I think that's going to start to die down and maybe we'll start to see, some price moderation and some of those tenants that uh, that were looking at that, you know, single family rental market and those larger units will decide to buy instead of uh, instead of rent because we still do anticipate the, that the interest rates are going to uh, stay low for a little while, but uh, yeah, it really been kind of shocking this, this, uh, this COVID period, because we've seen for the longest time, much more, more rent growth for the smallest units in the marketplace where people were just trying to get in and get the cheapest property they could find, so there's just so much demand at the at the bottom of the marketplace, but uh, uh, as rents declined, and people could actually afford a whole other bedroom for the same rent that they were paying you know a year or fourteen months earlier so it really has uh, had a had a major impact on the marketplace and and uh, and yes i i made a bold forecast earlier, but i 'm trying not to get into too much forecasting just because the market is uh, it's is so crazy and so, you know, really upside down.
1: So, Ben, to be clear then, is the greatest demand right now for the larger unit, or is a one-bedroom still popular?
3: Yeah, I think the demand is still for the largest units. Yeah, so single-family homes, townhomes, and then the larger uh, larger apartments, but the larger apartments in older buildings, right, where you can get mm-hmm. it a little bit more affordable as opposed to, a, you know, a, a new building that might be renting at, you know, three eighty per square foot or four dollars a square foot. So a thousand square foot unit is, you know, four thousand dollars a month, right? Uh, so those buildings are still struggling. But you know, some of these older projects that come up with a three bedroom or, or even in some cases, a four bedroom rental apartment, those things are flying off the shelf, and 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 they're are are rarely available for very long.
2: And with those larger units, Ben, how much do you attribute buyer fatigue, people that keep losing out on bidding war after bidding war, and they're being priced out of their home purchase dreams, going over to a larger rental unit? How much do you think that is factoring in to this demand for larger units right now?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that that, that has to be a factor. You know, you, you see it anecdotally online every once in a while, a Facebook post or a Twitter post of saying, hey, we make a a very good income we've saved up for a house but we look out there and we just we, we can't fathom these pricing we just uh you know when pricing's gone up in some neighborhood, 25 30 35 percent in a single year it's hard to justify making those types of purchases you know I, even i've been looking for a slightly bigger place for my my family and and yeah i just can't i just you know you walk into some of these houses and you know the floors are moving when you're walking through the the hallway, and it's got one bathroom for four, you know, and four bedrooms, and he just, I just can't justify it. So I can see how some people would say, you know, let's just stay in the rental market. Let's see if there's, uh, you know, uh, either a correction that, that that comes out, some better deal that comes along, um, or we just decide to to rent long term and, and you know, and take that down payment and use it, uh, uh, use it for vacations, use it for a nest egg, uh, for you know, potential retirement, and, and move somewhere else. So it's certainly people are really considering what they want to do and if they want to pay these uh, kind of exorbitant pricing that you're seeing in the the low-rise housing market in GTA.
2: Awesome, Dan. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You've got great insight. If people want to read the full National Rent Report or want more information, where can they find it? Yeah, if they just want to Google
3: national rent reports, the Rentals.ca's national rent reports uh, every single month, we try to look at, you know, different data and chop things up in different ways to really kind of get a sense of of what's happening in the market. And and Rentals.ca has you know uh, thousands and thousands of listings, so they're, they're they've really uh, ramped up their uh, uh, their marketing efforts. So it's a you know it's a fantastic site to visit. And and if someone wants to you know uh, look at other things that I write, uh, BullpenConsulting.ca or or at Ben Myers29 on
2: Twitter. Awesome. Thanks so much. We look forward to having you on again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: When we come back, your questions and the hot listing or two, this is On the Market on 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin with Arta in Thornhill. Her question, I am hoping to purchase a home with an already rented basement to help with my mortgage payments. Is my search impossible? Is it best to find my home first and then find a tenant? Asif, what do you think?
2: Well, these are great questions, Arda. And as you know, we've seen home prices increase. We've seen a lot of people looking for something with a basement suite that they can rent out, or someone that's already rented a basement suite. A lot of the tenants that are in these basement suites, uh, you know, they want to stay. They want to stay in the same home, and they're not too happy about uh, the property being sold and them having to maybe relocate. So it's always best, if the place already has a tenant, to have a little chat with the tenant, interview them, see what they're paying, see what the market rent is, and see if they would be a good fit for your family. And if that is the case, then I've seen a lot of purchasers keep on the basement tenants and uh, you know it always makes for a smooth transition because you're not waiting for someone to move out and have vacant possession and then try to find someone else. Now, if the property does not have a tenant, it usually is pretty easy to find someone for a basement as long as it's a nice basement apartment. You should not have any trouble finding someone. We do take care of that for our, our clients when they do purchase. And, uh, you know, sometimes it might even be better because you're able to pick the tenants. You're handpicking your own tenant, and sometimes that is even better.
1: Our next question comes from Rick in Unionville. Do bungalows typically carry a higher price tag than a two-story, and why is that?
2: They do, I and mean, they typically a bungalow has a bigger footprint, a larger footprint, so you're usually getting more land on a bungalow than you would on a two-story or three-story home. So just because of the land value, you're typically paying a little bit more, and the other thing is there's not a lot of bungalows around. So with the aging population, we're seeing that there's more demand for bungalows, so when you do have one for sale, it usually attracts a lot of attention. And that seems to, uh, you know, generate higher price points during a sale of a bungalow.
1: Is it impossible to find a new build bungalow these days then?
2: There's a lot of builders that are throwing in, uh, you know, bungalows or bungalows into the mix right now in their subdivisions because they know that that that's where the aging population wants to be. And if they're downsizing and you have a subdivision coming in in a mature area or close to a mature area, they may look at a smaller bungalow or a loft, and you'll have a lot of demand for those. So it's always a great uh, way for builders to generate more interest by throwing in one or two of these into their mix.
1: Okay, what's a loft? <laughs>
2: A bungalow loft is basically a bungalow with maybe one bedroom on the main floor, and then you have a loft with another bedroom or a family room or two bedrooms. So it just makes it so that you know, if you uh, have elderly parents or you're elderly, you can live up there, but you can also have some space upstairs as well.
1: All right, we have just enough time to squeeze in one more for you, Asif. Jeff in Maple wants to know if condos are more affordable in places like Burlington or Pickering, and if so, are these areas then tougher to find tenants?
2: Great question, and, and you know it's very—it's um, it, a very good question because there's uh, different price points in the city as well as in the 905. So if you're looking at Burlington or Pickering, you may be able to purchase a condo, instead of having to pay $1,415, 1600 per square foot downtown, you may have uh, an opportunity to purchase these for eight or $900 a square foot, and at the same time, maintenance fees will be a little bit cheaper. Typically, we see maintenance fees downtown around the uh, $0.70 cents per square foot mark on average. There's uh, some that are a little bit cheaper, some that are a lot more. But uh, in the 905, you could get away with 45 to 50 cents a square foot. So, uh, again, a couple of different facets of purchasing condos outside of the GTA would help you uh, with your price points.
1: As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But, Asif, if our listeners have more questions and prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that?
2: They can always call me at four one six nine eight five con. That's four one six nine eight five five four two six.
1: Time now for the on the market hot listing. Asif, over to you. You know, we've got a couple,
2: and uh, you know, we're always looking for our investors. We have a lot of people in the region looking to invest some money, and we have a condo townhome, three bedroom, and it's coming up just outside of the region in Brampton. 33 Carisbrook Court. This one's going to be listed for $620,000. And this is a condo townhome, not a condominium apartment. So what a super deal. Just outside of the region. Great for investors. It's right at Bramley City Center, so you're close to transit, conservation areas, the hospital. And, uh, you know, this unit itself, this little enclave of townhomes, includes high-speed internet, and cable in their maintenance fees. So just a, a great value. There's an outdoor pool, common elements, and there's no houses right in front of this house, so some private areas. It's at Bramley Road and Williams Parkway, but fabulous deal at $620,000.
1: And what makes this property a condo townhome? There's a common area fees, so it's
2: a little enclave, so you're paying for maintenance for the streets, and you're paying for, you know, they come in, cut your grass, they'll take care of the, uh, the area itself, and there's different things that are included. You have the outdoor pool here. Uh, you've got different, uh, you know, amenities, such as, you know, even having the cable and the internet included in the maintenance fees is huge, especially nowadays And people, everyone wants uh, high-speed internet. Especially because they're working from home and also schooling from home.
1: All right. if you had one more property for us? I do. And again,
2: we're going to Toronto for this one. This is a bungalow. So, you know, it's uh, it's 10 Gladford. It's on for $1.549. It's in Etobicoke. So it's just a fabulous property. And you don't have a lot of bungalows, especially in the city. And the taxes here are only $5,000 for the year. This area is called Norseman Heights. It is probably one of the highest demand areas. This meticulously maintained bungalow has lots of updates, all new windows, hardwood floors on the main floor, pot lights, renovated bathrooms, heated floors. It's got a gorgeous kitchen stainless steel appliances, granite countertops. It has a separate entrance to a fully finished basement. So we've got uh, a lot of characteristics that were asked in our uh, earlier uh, questions, and these places have everything. So this uh, at $1.549 for a renovated bungalow with a suite that you can rent out, a fabulous deal this is.
1: If our listeners want more information about these properties, where can they find it?
2: They can contact Paul Chima for the one in Brampton or Kara Daniels for the one in Toronto, and both can be reached at 905-554-5522.
1: That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
2: Need
0: to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.